and welcome to Coffee and Pearls, 15 Minutes of Wisdom for Catholic Moms. Today I'm going to be talking about the power of changing your mind. And I have had to change my mind about a lot of things. Um, You know, before I even became Catholic, I went from being pretty agnostic and extremely liberal and pro-choice and kind of a toxic and twisted version of being a feminist and a whole bunch of things. And through really the power of the Holy Spirit and forming a relationship with Jesus, I was able to learn the truth about a lot of things and did a complete 180 on a lot of really big topics. And when I did that, I found that it was very embarrassing. You know, we build up a culture around us or we insert ourselves into an established culture and we then have this tribe. And usually we share a lot of similar philosophies and opinions. And then when you change your mind, you have to come face to face with, wow, is that the thing we have in common? Do I still get to hang out with these people? Is this still my tribe? And so that was kind of what was happening to me in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I think I've come to change my mind a lot about marriage and parenting and also who I am as an adult in my 30s. And that's not a bad thing. It's been a good thing, but it is actually a skill to seek out information, really seek out the truth, and then when you find it, to be brave enough and humble enough to change your mind. So I wanted to talk about five key things that I think are important for all of us to be going through or asking ourselves. Okay, so the first one is to always be learning. And this is just so important. And you don't need to be a big reader. I I tend to read a lot of books, but I also feel like that's my job, right? To share that information with all of you. But you don't need to read books or take a class on something. You know, I'm consistently surprised at what I can learn in a few short YouTube videos. TED Talks are great. Um, Any kind of topic you want to research, you can just plug that into YouTube and watch a five or 15 minute video about something and begin to understand it more. Now, you probably won't have a great depth of knowledge about that particular topic, but we don't always need a great depth of knowledge. The other day, my husband um, was making breakfast for one of our kids and it was her birthday. So we said, you can have whatever you want for breakfast. And she wanted um, red oatmeal, like She wanted oatmeal, but just she wanted it to be red. And I said, wait, I think red food dye is really bad for kids. Like, I'm not sure we should just be adding red food dye to food that we eat. And it was her birthday, and we don't do that often. Um, But my husband, you know, is a chemist. So I said, go look that up, because I don't know how important that is. And it was just an important moment for me, because... I see these things online, like red food dye is bad for children. But I don't know how bad. I don't know how big of a deal that is compared to everything else we eat and everything we expose the kids to. And my kids are pretty healthy and 
I had this idea too that the red food dye thing affected kids with um, ADHD more. But anyway, I just had this moment where I thought, I actually just don't know. I don't really know what the truth is about that or how big of a deal it is. And so I had to be willing to go online and learn about that instead of just having a preconceived idea about something, which I probably saw on a Facebook post, you know, um, I had to be willing to say, look, I don't really know that and I need to go learn that. So I'm not even talking about big things like learning Spanish. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm really talking about the small things that affect our daily lives and our daily decisions. So we need to be open to learning and that means acknowledging the things that we don't know. Even the things we have opinions about, but we realize our opinions are not very, are not grounded in research or deep understanding. And we live in a time right now where memes and sound bites can be the basis of our opinion and our education. And that's a really dangerous thing. I remember feeling like that about Common Core. My sister-in-law put her kids in school and they were doing common core math. And I was like, oh, did they all turn into aliens? Because that was kind of my impression about common core math. Um, And then I realized, as I said that to her, I have no idea what common core math is. All I've seen are a couple screenshots of work that people have posted on Facebook saying how confusing and terrible it is, but I didn't really know what it meant. I hadn't seen it myself. I hadn't done any research. And so I told her immediately, actually, I don't feel that strongly about this because I don't really understand it. And she's awesome. And we have great conversations about things, even though, you know, we believe very different uh, things about the world. And so she explained it to me. And then I did some more research on it. But I knew that I had to acknowledge that my understanding of that topic was shallow. And so the first thing I want to challenge all of us is to always be learning and to ask ourselves what we really know and what we don't know. So the second thing I want to encourage all of us about is to not be afraid to change your mind And to not be ashamed to tell other people that. I love this quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he says, speak what you think now in hard words. And tomorrow, speak what tomorrow thinks in hard words again, though it contradicts everything you said today. And there's such a beautiful humility in that quote. We need to be able to stand up for what we believe in, but we also need to be open to the fact that new information might completely change our minds. And if that's true, that you have the guts to stand up tomorrow and say, I was wrong, I have completely changed my mind about this. You know, there's so much going on right now politically and things like the border situation, And so many shootings that keep happening. And we have these very emotional opinions about things. But I think few of us are willing to dig into many different unbiased opinions about what's happening 
to try to figure out the truth of it. We cling to kind of our emotional opinion and and it feels very emotional despite what your opinion is. And we need to be willing to think one thing and then seek out the truth. And if the truth contradicts what we thought, to change our opinion. And this is something I want to teach my children Because we live in a world right now where we're not teaching children that. We're not teaching them critical thinking skills. We're not teaching them to seek out truth. And that doesn't include scrolling Facebook memes. And to be humble enough to change our minds. That is an incredibly mature skill, but one that's necessary. One that we used to have. We used to be able to have calm intellectual dialogues with people and debate big topics and be willing and open to change our minds. So do not be ashamed, not only to change your mind, but to then tell people with great passion that you changed your mind and why. It does not make you look like a weak person to do that. If you have good information, it makes you look like a strong person. The third thing I want to talk about is the danger of foolish consistency. This is also from Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. First of all, we should use the word hobgoblin more. It's just an awesome word. Foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Another way to say this is, we've always done it this way. Many of you have encountered that, you know, in the workplace or in a school environment where you see something and you think that's not efficient or up to date, but there's great resistance. We've always done it this way. Actually, we see that a great deal in a lot of parishes. The other thing that we tell ourselves is, this is just who I am and I can't help it. That's another way of clinging to foolish consistency. And on Coffee and Pearls, you'll find that I talk a lot about personality types and life experiences that shape who we are, but those are not limitations. So when I say that, you know, I'm a sanguine and I'm outgoing and I like talking a lot, that's not an excuse to talk over everybody in the room. That's not an excuse not to learn how to sit quietly and really listen to someone else. Now, it may take me more work and more effort to do that, but it would be wrong of me to say, oh, I'm not a great listener. That's just who I am. I'm just a sanguine and I can't help it. That's an immature view. And it also supposes that I don't really understand that I can control my own behavior. Personality types are just a a natural bent. They are just an inclination. It's the easiest way for us to be. It tells us what we naturally enjoy, but it's not an excuse not to cultivate the aspects that other personality types have. And, you know, 
this is so obvious when we look at children because we see our children and, you know, we have introverted children and extroverted children. And it's really important that we're sensitive to that and we see their natural bents. But it's also important that they learn how to step outside of that comfort zone and to exercise the other personality muscles and to do that when they need to. And to respect people who have different personality types. So I want you to ask yourself, what are some of the habits that you have or some of the behaviors that you're allowing yourself to really dwell in that would fall under this heading of foolish consistency? You know it's not right, but you cling to it and you do it over and over and over again. We talk about the power of habits and the power of doing something consistently, but a lot of us do things consistently and habitually that we know are bad. And so I want you to cling to this phrase, foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Ooh, it just kind of, it pokes me in the stomach a little bit, but it's good. It's good for us to ask ourselves, what should I stop doing? I mean, it's, it's not an excuse to say I've always done it this way or this is just who I am but to really challenge ourselves another example for me is I don't really like going outside when it's sunny right I have red hair and super white skin and it just burns and it actually feels uncomfortable for me to be outside and so in my mind I have this idea well I just I don't like to be outside in the summer and while that is true, it's it's a limiting belief. I can wear a long sleeve white linen shirt and go outside. There are plenty of activities I can find that are more comfortable or shade. Or I can push through being uncomfortable and say, you know what? It, it is uncomfortable for me to be outside, but it's worth it because I get to spend time with my kids or my friends or to be in nature and to encounter the beauty that God created in this world. And so that is something that I can grapple with. And I'm sure that you have a few things like that as well. So I want you to just check yourself. What are you doing with foolish consistency? Next, I want you to be open to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sometimes changes my mind. Where I'm kind of going down one path and I'll be sitting in adoration and I'll, I'll just get this feeling or a message And it's so clearly not of myself because it's the opposite of what I was planning to do or what I wanted. But the only way that we can be open to the Holy Spirit is if we carve out time for the Holy Spirit to talk to us. Like Matthew Kelly says, we've got to sit in the classroom of silence. We've got to cultivate more silence in our lives. And so I want you to do that this week. Set aside 20 minutes if you can to just sit in silence and it may be incredibly uncomfortable but the more you do it the more you will crave that and the more you will create this this beautiful opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come down and and whisper something into your heart and the Holy Spirit may ask you to change your mind But again, when we encounter the truth, we should be willing to immediately pivot and turn around and walk the other way. 
having this new information. And the last thing I want to encourage you to do, if you haven't done this, is to pray the litany of humility. It's really painful. Every time I pull it out, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like I think I'm doing a good job. And then I read the litany of humility and I'm like, oh, I was only doing a fourth of it. <laughs> you know, the three fourths of it. I'm getting a big fat F in. But that's the reason why we, we pray the litany of humility. is so that we're always working on that. Just print it out. Just print it out on a regular piece of paper. Not even a beautiful printable. I mean, if you can do that, great. But sometimes I have it in my mind that I want something beautiful and I want to frame it and so I put it off. Just print this out. Just print it out on printer paper and stick it somewhere. And if you can read it every day, you'd be my hero. If you could read it once a week, I think that's a more reasonable goal for a lot of us. But it fits into all of this that we're talking about. Just being open to learning, being open to changing our mind questioning the things that we're doing with foolish consistency and and opening our hearts to the Holy Spirit to say, you know, what is it that you're trying to teach me? Which path am I going down that's not the best path? It may not even be a terrible one, but maybe it's not the best one that God has laid out for you. So I gave you a lot of things to do. Let's just recap. Always be learning. Don't be ashamed to change your mind and to tell other people about that. Check yourself on the danger of foolish consistency and saying things like, well, I've always done it this way and this is just who I am. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Try to carve out 20 minutes this week of silence. And then I also want you to print off and pray the litany of humility this week. All right, ladies, I hope that was helpful. Thanks so much for listening to Coffee and Pearls and have a blessed day.